Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hey parents, Jack and Claire's Children's Boutique in Oxford features the latest brands of baby and children's clothing, shoes, toys, and accessories. Check out Jack and Claire's Facebook page too. Jack and Claire's Children's Boutique, West Jackson Avenue next to Belk. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. You know, as I was mentioning to Matt McDonald at the Coliseum, you know, one of the reasons why Mississippi has been has led the way, not just in economic recovery, but in tourism recovery, has been the role that coastal Mississippi has played in that. And no one can argue that casinos had played a really important role in that in that recovery. When uh, sort you know, as we know the story well, but they had to close, and then as they began to reopen, they reopened in very innovative ways. In some cases, they completely reconfigured their gaming floors. They had to figure out how to keep people safe. They had to they had to make sure they knew how to keep employees safe. They had to learn to live in a new environment. And as most of us were beginning to understand at that point in the juncture of the pandemic. This was going to be going on a long time. I don't think any of us could have imagined it would go on for you know as long as it has. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank God the vaccine has taken hold and we're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. But um, but the casino role has been significant, which is one of the reasons why I try to have casino executives on on a regular basis on Coast View just to talk about their stories. And uh, and I'm really pleased today to have uh, someone who's really important to um, Hollywood Casino. He's actually the vice president of marketing. For Hollywood and Boomtown Casinos, JD Hill. JD, how are you doing, buddy? Hey, how's it going, Ricky? I'm doing great today. It's good to good to see you. So you heard me talk about the role that casinos have played and the kind of innovation you guys had to do, but it, there was a there was a really quick learning process you had to go through to begin to understand how do we reopen in a way that the gaming commission wants us to, but also but more importantly, frankly that our customers can know that they're coming to a place that really concerns about their health and safety. Tell me about that. Oh, gosh, Ricky. So I can remember back around January, February of uh, 20 to where we were jumping on calls to talk about what is kind of materializing out there. And then all of a sudden, you know, we'll never have to wear masks. And then it's social distancing and masks and hand sanitizer and keeping everybody safe. Um, Complete we had to learn a new way of doing business, as you said, and not just to keep our, our team members safe, um, but to keep the, the customers safe and feeling good about coming in. So, yes, we figured out good ways to socially distance. Uh, we pulled half of our tables and seats out of our dining venues. Uh, we, we, we required uh, reservations so that we could actually stage people out because it's one thing to remove your seats, but then you don't want a big line of people out there because that's not social distancing, right? Um, you can go in any of the casinos down here and take a look at how they came up with their own way to uh, to kind of manage against the COVID COVID reality and require the or satisfy the requirements of the state. And we're still doing that now. Some yeah. of the restrictions have been lessened, but our commitment to it hasn't changed. We still uh, team members do uh, uh, temperature checks every day when we come into work. You can't walk 10 feet, not see a hand sanitizing station. And it's all to keep us all clean and safe. Well, Hollywood Casino and uh, Silver Slipper Casino, really important and sort of anchors in Hancock County from a tourism point of view. If you think about the uh, the recovery that I mentioned 
And, you know, had Anthony Wilson on president of Mississippi Power, we talked about this in great detail. Others and I have talked about this. But Hancock County has really kind of led the way in a lot of ways. If you look at, look at the percentages, um, some of that has to do with New Orleans and the lockdowns that took place in New Orleans and people coming over. Tish mm-hmm. talks about the real estate community just going crazy in Hancock County now. If, you know, I, I, I know people that are you know, said, well, you know, I can't find what I'm looking for there because there's so much activity. They sure. moved over to Pasco Shands. Some are thinking about Long Beach now. But, um, but Hancock County has really kind of led the way in a lot of ways. You feel it, don't you? Oh, we definitely do. Um, if you drive down uh, just downtown Bay St. Louis right now, it is it's a great party atmosphere. And uh, uh, that's right around the corner from us. And we're happy to be ha- play a part in that. And uh, just like the Silver Slipper, we're we're a huge employer in Hancock County. Uh, another one of the, uh, the anchors, as you like to put it. And uh, we're proud to be a part of this, I don't know, activity or resurgence down there in the Bay St. Louis area. What a special place. You know, I, I've, uh, you know, I had the, the, the honor and privilege of being a publisher of the Sun Herald and is deeply involved in the recovery effort after Hurricane Katrina. And I often say of Bay St. Louis and Hancock County in general, that they define resiliency, the ability to bounce back, the ability to, you know, to be dealt these blows. And, and when we talk about buildings don't make a community, the people do. We understand that better when you're in Hancock County than just about anywhere else. Of course, all of coastal Mississippi gets that. But, uh, you know, you go back as far back as Camille and all, all the, I mean, people continue to choose to make that place home. The resurgence of Bay St. Louis just in general and, and Waveland and, you know, Diamond Head, it's just incredible to see. And, and we, we're seeing that kind of activity begin to happen all across coastal Mississippi. Hey, I want to play a little segment. Hollywood has a really special place in history here in coastal Mississippi. And in a conversation I have with Roy Anderson, he talked about when he got that first call. I want to play this and just kind of get your reaction to it. Kyle, can you tee that up, buddy? So what was the first big project that made you think, holy mackerel? I guess the first was uh, I received a phone call to to go over to in uh, July. It was right before 4th of July of 92. And this individual named Marlon Targerson, and he asked me to come to a marina, and I've never heard of this marina, in uh, Bay St. Louis, Mississippi. And this is before Google Map, and he tried to give me directions, and I'm telling you, you had to take a left, take a right, you go through woods, and so you, you, you show up at this marina. They were sucking shrimp boats. The <laughs> bulkhead was falling in. Um, I'm not sure they had a depth of water for the entire marina. I'm not sure you would really classify it as a marina. But there were two um, old construction trailers. There was a dusty cat white Cadillac. So I walked in. Marlin turned around. He said, you must be Roy Anderson. I said, you must be Marlin. And so there were the, these little old ladies with these large IBM computer terminals back in those days. And they were just typing away. And I said, what are they doing, Marlin? And he said, well, we're booking bus tours. I said, bus tours for what? He said, for a casino I'm getting ready to open. I'm going to open a casino on September the 30th. And this is in 92, and I'm thinking 93 he must be talking about. And so he was talking, said, no, nope, I'm going to build a, bring a barge in, and I need you to build a building on it, and I need to open it up in 90 days. I'm going to take my company, uh, casino, it's Mardi Gras Casino Corporation. We're going to take <clears> the <throat> public under the name Casino Magic. So the rest is history. We're going working 24-7. The barge arrived that that next week, and we were working around the clock. We opened up that uh, Casino Magic September 30th. They went public. Uh, the stock went from $5 to over $80, and uh, the rest rest was history. We had a limestone uh, uh, paving parking lot. 
Uh, the Gaming Commission uh, was very cooperative on, on they probably wouldn't allow a casino to open up under some of those conditions today. Mm-hmm. But they were really trying to, to assist the industry, especially that was the first casino built on a barge. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, Man, it was, I remember, I mean, it was just absolutely fundamentally right. successful from the correct. first day. You know, it's so interesting to hear that. Uh, and I don't know if you if you had the opportunity to hear that conversation with Roy, but but the casino does have a place in history. And it's amazing how it has stood the test of time over these years. And you found your niche in the whole, you know, uh, you know, makeup of the casino market of coastal Mississippi, haven't you? Oh, absolutely. Uh, and the, uh, the purchase by uh, Penn National Gaming and the 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 rebranding as a Hollywood casino. Oh yeah. There's so many great stories out there. Um, when all that was happening on the coast, I, I'm a, I'm a Southerner, uh, by heart and by birth. I'm from Walls, Mississippi and up in Tunica, Mississippi, uh, a very similar story with the first casino up there was splash casino, uh, cotton fields one day. And it's almost overnight. There were lines of cars and you've got this crazy little casino built out on a barge that's backed up to a bayou on the river. It's amazing. Well, we were lucky. We were lucky after Hurricane Katrina, the work that we did to get land base and to to sort of open it up so that we could have a little bit tighter connection here. But you guys, you know, you developed an RV park and a marina, you you uh, a wonderful golf course. You know, you really created sort of this destination resort there, haven't you? We have, and that's really uh, what we're hanging our hat on now. Uh, you, you mentioned the golf course; it is phenomenal. We've got a great RV park right there on premise. Now we've got our pool and Lazy River and cabanas. Uh, it's really a complete resort destination. You can have your little day getaways to gamble, or you can do a little staycation to get away for the weekend. And we pride ourselves on that. So uh, I have a, I, when I was over in New Orleans as president uh, and publisher of the Times Picayune and Nola Media Group, uh, David uh, uh, Francis, one of my dearest friends, <clears throat> his father and mother, their, their enjoyment, what they enjoyed to do. When they went and did something, they were like in their, at the time, 70s or early 80s, was to come to Hollywood Casino. <laughs> and they would, they would eat and enjoy the view and enjoy being together. And that was the one thing they enjoyed the most in their life was coming there from New Orleans. It, it's a communal experience, especially two and a half, three decades into gaming in Mississippi. You hear these stories and people remember things that speak to people remember music and they remember flavors and food and you hear so many people talk about going to the buffet and eating crab legs just like you said with their friends and family and it it just became a way of life for so many people the gambling aspect that's yeah that's part of the business but so many for so many people it's so much more they remember spending holidays and thanksgiving mother's days new year's eves all of the casinos down here on the coast i remember when i was publisher of the sun herald incredibly important community events that took place there and came there on a regular basis but look when we uh, when we come back from the break i want to learn what it's like being the vp of marketing these days we have digital media and the pandemic and all that you know that's involved in that this is jd hill and he is the vice president of marketing for both the hollywood casino of coast and boomtown casino biloxi we'll be back after this after this break Also, listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say, Alexa, open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. 
talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. We have J.D. Hill with us today. He's the Vice President of Marketing for Hollywood Casino Gulf Coast and Boomtown Casino in Biloxi. J.D., you know, you talked about going to downtown Bay St. Louis. There are a growing number of celebrities who are buying houses there. And, you know, just recently learned that Cooper Manning bought a house on the beach there. Or actually, I think he built a house and uh, and, and many others. Um, the, there's a there's a I don't know if you've seen my conversations with Josh Morgan. If he says top hurricane chaser in the world has an internationally famous uh, TV show called Hurricane Man. And uh, he lived in Bay St. Louis during the season last year and used it as sort of the base station and chase casinos. I mean, chase casinos, chase hurricanes all, wow. all over the United States during the pandemic. And he's already made a decision to come back. He's going to come back and he's going to probably have a, a reality TV show in tow with him. And it's internationally famous, like it was number one in Australia. So, I mean, this guy touches a lot of people and his base station is going to be Bay St. Louis. So Bay St. Louis is not the secret it once was. It's becoming more widely understood and known. And part of the reason is because the amenities and experience that you were just talking about when we went to break is just it's just really terrific. So JD, tell me real quick. I'm just curious about how being a marketing director during the pandemic in the digital age, how mm-hmm. that you know shaped what you do. Oh my gosh. So uh the, what we do is constantly evolving, but definitely during the pandemic, it's more than just uh, telling people what you have going on, right? That'll always be a part of the marketing piece. But it, I, our messaging also centers around uh, that we're keeping everything safe. And I, I believe me, I see that every casino does that and a lot of different businesses do. And people can almost get tone deaf of it. You almost get weary from hearing about COVID all the time. We try to keep it out there. Uh, we keep it light. We keep it honest, tell you everything that we have going on. Um, and to be honest, in, in this day and age, everything's shifting more into the digital space and social media. There's always a place for radio, love radio. There's always a place for billboards. We have a few of those. But really, uh, especially in the election cycle, you find whether it's uh, real news or not, a lot of people get their information from social media these days. So we like to have good, lively content on there as well. There's no doubt. And and for, for listeners who may not be aware of this, when we reopened the casinos in coastal Mississippi, casino companies from around the world were watching what we were doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, this, this was a really groundbreaking thing that we did. And what's really interesting about it is that we never looked back. Every casino bought into what the new regulations or new approaches needed to be as it related to COVID. And we never had any big dust-ups as it related to that. It's really, when you think about the alignment that needed to occur, the education that needed to occur at the top level, all the way down to frontline employees, the kind of reconfiguration that I mentioned at the beginning of the show, that all that got done. And there's been no looking back. It's really, it's a hell of an accomplishment, isn't it? It is. Uh, and it, we're learning as we go as well. Um, I've never seen uh, so it's so difficult to get plexiglass in my whole life, right? To build these dividers and to section things off and encourage social distancing. Uh, but yeah, just like you said, we're resilient. And we made it work um, with no, there's really no blueprint or, you know, a playbook on how to make this happen. Uh, there is now going forward, should this ever happen again, but knock on wood, it's not going to. Yeah, no, mentioned your no song chaser buddy. I hope when he comes back, he has a very boring show. I hope here there's nothing <laughs> to talk about. I'm done with Hurricane Zeta. I think we all are. 
2021 is going to be really boring for him. But he lived, he lives in LA and I had him on the show within the past week or two. And I said the same thing to him and he said, well, thank you, man. I said, no, that means that we're going to have a heavy season But with, uh, with two, two, with two consecutive hurricanes, he went to the Yucatan Peninsula and experienced it and then came back here and experienced it. And what's interesting, he went to every single, he was in the eye of every, every storm that hit the United States. He was in the eye of Zeta on, on the Yucatan Peninsula. And then the eye, which was the last storm he experienced, obviously it's an October storm, but the the eye passed right over his house in Bay St. Louis. That's the way he ended the season. So, um, he was a bit of a magnet last year. Let's hope he's not a magnet this year. That's, that's what I'm hoping. And by the way, just, I don't know, you probably have seen this. The estimates on the season is above average, but the high, the Bermuda high that kind of built in last year, that kept steering the storms generally in our direction. They don't think it's going to be as strong this time. That doesn't mean we're not going to get hit. It just means that that pattern from last year, it does appear it's going to be slightly different this year. Maybe that plays to our favor. But as we all know, it only takes one. It just takes one. And we got to be on on top of that. Hey, in the short time we have left, J.D., where are you from? Walls, Mississippi. Oh, you mentioned that. You mentioned that. And you went to school in Memphis, right? Uh, I did. I did. I got my graduate degree from uh, Christian Brothers, went to Ole Miss before that. so yeah, Southerner through and through. Well, that's good. Tell people where Wall, Mississippi is. Oh my gosh. So DeSoto County, there's DeSoto County that's really experienced the boom in growth from uh, gaming up there in Tunica. And then there's Walls, Mississippi, which is still this tiny little town right on the river, just under Memphis, literally right across the border. Wow. That's not so you can't get any further north than that. No, but still in Mississippi. <laughs> so you saw yourself as just an extension of Memphis, I guess. Uh, you, you end up that way. That's where everybody went to work. Actually. Sure. That's, that's that's for sure the way it is. Listen, uh, it's been a pleasure meeting you, J.D. I like and, what? Uh, yeah, I look forward to getting Michael Pendergrass on soon, and, and we'll have a conversation with him. I hear he's doing good things in the community already. And uh, anyway, good luck to you guys, and congratulations on your success. Thank you. Yeah, Michael's great in uh, the annual Crawfish Fest with Hardy. That sounds incredible. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely going to check that out as well. Yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt. This has been J.D. Hill from Hollywood Casino in Boomtown, and uh, thank you for visiting with us, buddy. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. Ha- have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.